What is up, everybody? Welcome to a special bonus edition of the podcast. We are going to be talking about the wonderful world of professional wrestling. I am your host, the bad guy, the outsider's edge, Larry Hall. And I am joined... <laughs> yeah. And I am joined by my co-host, as always, uh, Big Daddy Cool, Big Sexy Nick Nash. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't want to be Kevin Nash, but okay. What's wrong with Kevin Nash? You're big sexy. Thanks. I prefer diesel. <laughs> it's the same thing. No, no, no. You're good. So we are uh, just days away from All Elite Wrestling's uh, pay-per-view live this Sunday. It's called Revolution. It's being headlined by an exploding barbed wire death match. We will get into that later. But I thought, what would be a better way to get excited for this pay-per-view than to get together with some buddies and break down the card match by match? So if you're going to do that, you need a third man. So the question is, who is the third man? Who? Who's it going to be? And I will reveal the identity of the third man right after this commercial break. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. What is up, guys? I'm just jumping on here to remind everybody that you can follow us on social media. That's Facebook.com slash The Fiends Podcast. Over on our Instagram, Instagram at The Fiends Podcast. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page where you can find the video version of the podcast posted every single Friday. That's YouTube.com slash Fiends TX. Or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, back to the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know this guy from his band, The Side of Impact. He is the one and only, the icon, the immortal, Hollywood, Hector Perales. Yeah! What's up, brother? (laughs) That's it. How do I get sued? Kiss my ass, brother! Remember he used to say that? Like that was like his only like line. His <laughs> Vince McMahon, if you think that I'm the only if you think that I was the right if you think that I was the right gate guy. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually think that I was just the right gate guy at the right place. At the right time. I was watching the video the other day where he was trying to start Undertaker's motorcycle. And he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking idiot. What a loser. Not you, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk yeah. Hogan, yeah, yeah. You're, you're cool, man. Thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, one of the coolest guys around, this guy right here, for real. And I'm, not, glad, I'm glad I haven't seen this guy in years. I'm glad he's back. Not Hulk Hogan. Yeah, not, not, him. not Hulk Hogan. Uh, so, actually, the cool thing is one of us in this room has met the one and only Marcus Bagwell. That's a true story. That's a true story. Really? Yeah, I met uh, Buff Bagwell about three days ago at the airport. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he, I think you sent me that. You sent me a, a link that he was doing a signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Hector sent me the autograph. <laughs> and I was Dude. like, what is this? <laughs> Dude, I would have asked him, can you write Buff is the stuff? That's exactly <laughs> what he wrote on the <laughs> autograph. <laughs> Oh yeah, what, what else, else is he gonna write? <laughs> How was that experience? Like, like, were you like, were you just like stoked? Was he like, 
Like, what was he like? Okay, so I work at the airport, right? Yeah, yeah. So I go in at 4 in the morning every day. So, you know, like, he was, like, on the second five of the day. So he was there, like, at 5 a.m. There at 5 a.m. First of all, he's in a wheelchair. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Way to bum everybody out. He's in a wheelchair. He has, he looks like a narco more than anything. Like, very, like, like loud print shirt. Yeah. Like, tight. <laughs> like, of course. Like, I'm, like, just, I'm, I'm picturing you this, like, telling me this, and him in a wheelchair, and him just pulling a Willy Wonka, <laughs> and he just shows up and just, like, rolls out and then stands up and, like, It's a work, everybody. brother. He was working in <laughs> the airport. Yeah, okay. no, like, like stonewashed jeans like Dang. and he had do you have uh, a fanny pack no so he had uh <laughs> he, had he, had, he, had, he had some he had, hot chick pushing he had like him. he had like a hat case what obviously the, for his first hat, his, his hat. Top hat yeah, right yeah, yeah. so like he doesn't come up to me he comes up to my friend who's also a, a really big wrestling fan and i'm there and he's like i see him like motioning at me and i'm like dealing with the passenger I'm like dude like what do you want like what's going on man <laughs> and he's like and he starts flexing, right? And I was like, and I was like, so the key is the it, universal right. sign for there's a professional wrestler right. from the '90s on this flight, right? So, so, so keep in mind, it's still like five in the morning, right? So me and him, we, we like we just we mess around all the time right at work, and he's looking at me and he's like, dude, flexing. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand like what you're doing, dude. Like it's easier if you just tell me at this point, right? So he points to the driver's license, right? I look at it, I'm like. That's Buff Bagwell. So, like, <laughs> so I start getting like, so that I start flexing back at him, right? Like, because I just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. So, well, what else? Of right? course. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, dude, it's Buff Bagwell. He's like, right here, he's in a wheelchair. Is he okay? Like, right? like, like so. Like, Sir, are you okay? Right? Like, so we check him in or whatever. And then at the airport that I work in, we also work the gate. So, like, really cool. I'm like, hey, dude, like, do you want to go to the gate? Like, you know, like, I guess I'll work this flight, whatever, knowing that Buff Bagel's at the gate, right? So, so I go to the gate, right? And I'm like, oh, I got to try, I got to try to talk to him. Later on, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like, dude, Buff is a stuff. The ladies can't get enough. Like, I just want, I just want him. Buff Daddy. I just, I just want him to know that, that I know. I know who you are. You know what I mean? So, like. You just whispered to him. I know. So, like, so we're going, we're going to. We're going to the gate, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, so, I'm like super stoked. I'm going to talk to Buff Bagwell. So I go up to the jet bridge, and then the captain of the plane's there. He's like, yeah, this plane's not going to leave for like another hour and a half. And I was like, I'm like, dude, you know who you're carrying? <laughs> do you want to tell that to? He has places to be. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to tell that to Mr. Buff Bagwell This flight has reached max capacity on account for how buff this man is. He's too damn buff this man has an appointment with scott steiner at chili's in georgia um, that's, that's actually shoney's yeah well i didn't want to say shoney's because uh you know buff bagwell doesn't go to shoney's that's true he'll never be caught dead oh, at shoney's so i'm like i'm like we have half of vicious and delicious here <laughs> so like so you got you got to do what you can do man so I'm already, like, I get to the game already bummed. I'm like, this flight is supposed to be at 745. Right now, it's not leaving until 930. Fuck, that's so, a long time. In, so, in plane years, that, no. Or so, like, plane, yeah. so this plane's already full. <laughs> this plane's already full, like 100 and some passengers. So I know they're already going to be mad at me. Yeah. And I still have a buff bag over there, like in a wheelchair, like asleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so I'm like, I'm like, man, what do I do? Like, how can I like work the delay but still like hang out with Buff Bagwell, you know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'll just rebook Buff Bagwell first. Good thinking. Like, oh, it'll work out. You know, he's in a wheelchair. Like, we have to accommodate him first. Like, not a big deal, whatever. So I go up there. And the guys that actually, like, push the wheelchair guys around, he's, like, a really good friend of mine. 
So I tell him, hey, do you like bring him over here? Like, you know, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to take a delay, bring him over here. So she brings him up to me, and I'm like, sir, huge fan. Like, I, I go out there, I try to shake his hand, you know, and I'm like, look, dude, I'm a huge fan. Like, mm-hmm. but you're Buff Bagwell, bro. Like, you're the stuff. And he's like, oh, man, like, like, do you want, like, do you want me to sign something for you? Like, keep in mind, like, there's still, like, 100 people behind this guy, like, in line, right? <laughs> you <laughs> can fucking wait! And the, la- the, like, the, la- the last thing I want is for, for someone to see me gain autograph, you know? Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, I was like, no, it's cool. Like, you know, like, I'm just going to rebook you. I'm going to help you out. Like, don't worry about it, you know? But, like, my friend who was help, who was with a wheelchair assistant, like, I get, like, an empty boarding pass. And, like, I give it to him. And he, like, he signs it for me and everything. And then I just end up talking to him for, like, a good, like, five or ten minutes. And honestly, dude, just, like, a great dude. Real nice guy? Yeah, like, nice guy. Like, and I hate it because my friend that works there, his name's Roy, super huge wrestling fan. He, he's worked at the airport for four years. So every time the wrestlers come down here, he gets to, like, hang out with them and, mm-hmm. you know, meet them. So when I got the job at the airport, I was like, oh, dude, this is so sick. I'm going to be able to meet some of my favorite superstars. Yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah. So, like, true. like never got to, ne- we never had a wrestling show, never got to meet any wrestlers. Like, um, Brian Cage flies out of there a lot. Mm. Um, I met this guy on AEW named Danny Limelight. He's on Dark a lot. Dude, honestly, super cool guy. I met him and I got to talk to him for about 10 or 20 minutes and I talked to him about how like Lucha Underground has been like my favorite promotion. <laughs> like, it was pretty cool when I started watching like, Larry. Yeah. Like how like Lucha Underground was like my favorite promotion like in the past like three, four years and, and literally just talking wrestling with him. Like yeah. great guy. Like, Bill Huertas, man. Fucking dude, yeah. Oh. Like, so yeah, like it's super dope to work there and like just the, the people that you meet across like Buff Bagwell. But yeah, great was, guy. Was he dude, that's in- a fucking great story. Even <laughs> though like you know, if you th- take a step back and think about it, like that's the whole like your interaction with him and all that wasn't a whole lot of time. Oh yeah, but it didn't fucking matter because that's a great story that you can share with like people, especially people who like know Buff Bagwell exactly, and, which know, is I, everybody. Yeah, everybody in the world. So that's a great fucking story. This is this is this is going very well. Like, I think we should just scrap like. We should just talk about this Buff Bagwell story. Dude, this is the, the best story episode. I've heard, at least in Was um, Was months. he, in fact, buff? And was he, in fact, the stuff? Oh, yeah, super buff. Yeah, and still so, the stuff. Still. This, was he in uh, American Males? Yeah, he was. American Males. Ama- American what, what, Males. What, how does the song go? Uh, <laughs> if you see them running, better run for cover. Girls, you don't need a weekend lover. American Males. Oh, <laughs> Nick, have you ever been a wrestler? Um, Besides uh, Ram Jam? Fuck Ram Jam. <laughs> I don't think I have, dude. I don't think I have it either. I always wonder, like, what I would do uh, in that situation. I feel like... I'm, I'm like, I give people I'd probably leave them alone. Like, for instance, like, uh, the s- summer before last, I guess, when COVID wasn't a thing, I went to go see... Uh, corn else chains mm-hmm. in the woodlands, and I went. There's by the by the. I stayed at a hotel near the venue, and my dad and I were like, looking for shit to do. So my dad and I went to academy mm-hmm. just to go look around and shit. So uh, I'm walking around just looking at stuff, and then all of a sudden I see Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath come in, and um, and like I knew he was probably just looking to buy some fucking socks or some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. He looks like a yeah, guy who would so, buy socks. So, like, he walks in, and I just kind of, like, I see him. And, like, I, I was dressed, like, not as a metal or rock fan. No, I, I, I was just, like, in, like, regular clothes for once, you know? 
So like, but like he saw, I think he kind of saw that I had like seen him and I just kind of gave him like the head nod, like, you know, hi, how are you? And then he, you know, kind of did the head nod back. But like, I didn't go up to him or anything. So I was like, this guy's probably just wanting to like get some shit and go and chill. Like, so it's to me, it's like, I don't really care. Although I did fangirl when I met Papa from Ghost. Oh yeah? Yeah, I, I cried. Yeah, yeah. Oh I was, yeah, you got the meet and greet. Yeah, I got the meet. I, I, I was so fucking stoked. But I mean, other than that, I don't really have a big desire to meet a lot of like celebrities or musicians and stuff anymore. Not because I don't want to. It's just because like they probably just want their space. If you saw uh, Scott Steiner, would you go up to talk to him? Dude, fuck no, man. I'd be really afraid to talk to Scott <laughs> Steiner. Like, Mr. Steiner, hey, you get out of here, you fat ass! You know, like he just started yelling at me and calling me names. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, I think you're my hero. You're my hero, and I make my wife watch all your videos. Oh, get out of here, white trash! Here's a gift card to Shoney's. You know. Uh, speaking of Scott Steiner, <laughs> Scott Steiner probably has one of the best uh, wrestling themes of all time. Dude, the, yeah. the siren. Yeah. yeah. I guess we pumped up. Dude, for real. I'm, I'll fucking punch a turtle. You know? Like, that's how heavy it is. It's a good, it's a good intro, right? Like, shell or no shell? Both, man. With, with, <laughs> we gotta go shell, With man. Scott Steiner's theme, I can break anything. <laughs> man. Your back can never be too big. Your back can never be too big. Uh, so that brings us to something I wanted to ask you guys, and, and that is, if you could pick your, if you were a wrestler, mm-hmm. what would be the ultimate like wrestling entrance theme? What would be like the song that you'd be like, like the most <clears throat> badass song you could come out to? Actually, this is a two part question. So, what is the most like? What is the best song you could come out to? And like, what's like maybe the not so great? Like, what's the worst song you could come out to? Oh man, that's a hard one because I feel like the best one I'd pick would be the worst one, and you, you know what I mean? Like, you would pick it like that's a stupid song. That sucks because uh, uh, Jungle Boy's already using Baltimore. Dude, I'm so excited he is, but I'm also so bummed because I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I wanted. That. To. Gosh, that's a great. I mean, everybody. I don't have the resources uh, yeah, yeah. or funds to go, do that. You guys go dude. first. I'll go last because. Hector, you got one? That's so hard because, like, I legit had this conversation with Andrew yesterday, and I was like, dude, I need to think of this question. Because like, when you told me that you might ask me this, I was like, I was, like, I was really, like, freaking out. I was at work, like, oh, my God. Like, Where do you was, start? It can't be a pre-existing theme. Like, it can't be something that, uh, like, <clears throat> it can't be a wrestler's theme or something somebody else has already used. Yeah, because we, we agreed, like, look, like, These are the what, like what's cooler, like, like, a theme song that just builds or something that just has that initial pop. That you don't even need to hear like more than five seconds of the song. Stone Cold, the glass shatters. Yeah. Everybody knows who it is. Yeah, exactly. If you smell what the rock is cooking, the yeah. first like the best theme songs are the ones that you can tell who it is in the first three seconds. See, there you go. But like one of my favorite theme song theme songs is Gangrel's theme songs. <laughs> like I'm not even <laughs> underrated joking. theme. Like <sighs> dude, yes, Barry. like that and <gasps> like. That's like that's one of my favorite theme that's songs like song. of all time. The, I think the New Jersey Devils use that as their theme I, when they, they, they skate. Like when, when like COVID's not a thing and I go like party downtown McAllen, <laughs> I'm gonna go in like a button up shirt. A puffy shirt? Fully yeah. just like like with halfway buttoned down <laughs> and just like go in there like with fang teeth and just make sure the DJ Spit plays on people. That way everybody knows, oh, fuck, Nick's here. Let's all leave. This dude. fucking guy's an idiot. It's yeah. Nick Grill. <laughs> dude, because honestly, like, like when I was little for Christmas, 
first of all, I got one of those like Undertaker like bone breaker oh, plushies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got those. that, and then I got uh, WWE Anthology, the one that it was like the three disc set. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had the Attitude Area, the Attitude Area, the Golden it was Era. It's probably and, like, like in two thousand two, two thousand three. Exactly. Population. So that's all I heard for like fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> like I didn't hear like bands. I was like, oh, like who do I want to be today? Was your introduction so, like, to music? So, oh. so I would walk into school with like, like you know, Brock Lesnar's theme song, and I was like, oh. dude, like no one's gonna mess with me today, dude. Straight you know up. I mean? When I when I used to run track in high school, I had Goldberg's WCW <laughs> theme song like on my fucking not even my iPod, my Zune, dude. Ooh. Wow, <laughs> with, the, with the kill already. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, like I'd be there warming up for my race, and I would just put on. You know, you just headbutt a yeah. door, and I'm just there, like, I'm just there, like punching shit, like, 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 like there's sparks behind me. Why, is, why does that kid have MMA gloves? I'm, I'm, I'm walking to my lane, and I just have police, it's police <laughs> officers escorting me. Remember you do the snarl, but no, like, so I remember like very vividly, like every day, like changing the CD, like. Like, oh man, I gotta hear this because I had Creed's My Sacrifice. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, because that was like the theme song for about what pay per view. It was those, uh, it was those, uh, shoot, I think it was like called Sac. It was these little video packages that they would do. They did one on like Jeff Hardy, they did one Dude, on like the Jeff Hardy one was the best. That was a that was a not enough, not Our enough, Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace. I remember that, that Dude. was a good one because I remember I think that one is the one that had Shawn Michaels. And I remember it's like where his face was all bloody mm-hmm. and they're playing like My Sacrifice, which was well, like building up. And I was like, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my whole life. Dude, <laughs> there was such a good crossover back in the day between like rock, and- rock, metal, and wrestling because they would do those little like those little montages and like they would put like badass songs behind them i wish like they would do that again but now forcible entry that was the 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 mm-hmm. metal crossover they did it had like uh finger 11 doing kane's theme Dude, just think and about it like they were using the beautiful people as the smackdown and that was the best intro best intro. theme ever shoot Dude. And that was back when Marilyn Manson was the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. The Antichrist. Not, not that Antichrist. And that was before he He's got the, canceled. Well, that was before we could, we could be like, oh, yeah, I like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, now it's like, I'm afraid to tell people, oh, Mechanical Animals is one of the best <laughs> albums I've ever heard. I can't believe you just said that. It is. It's really good. You can't discredit it's a good album. You're despicable. No, but yeah, like, it was, it's cool because, like, back then... Well, it's different. Like back then, you had theme songs. Now I feel like a lot of theme songs are like made to be put on like iTunes or Spotify. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They'll get bands that they can push. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But NXT does a really good job of like getting like smaller bands to like have intros. Like I'm really big into Kane Hill. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, yeah, super big good, into Kane Hill. Mm-hmm. And they got to be they got to be on on NXT. They got to perform on NXT. And I was like, man, this is super sick. You know what uh, I mean? Code Orange. Yeah, Code Orange. Didn't they use Motionless and White for something? Motionless and White. Yeah. yeah, they've used them several times. They use Motionless and White. That's good. That's, that's good. So, like, and it's really cool because, like, those bands are bands that you don't think a lot of people hear about. You know what I mean? And they're being pushed on NXT, which isn't, like, the main show or whatever. But it's still super good that they're still getting that recognition. Before, I mean, it was, like, Motorhead. Oh, yeah. And like bands that are already, were already established that didn't need to be on it. Well, even the NXT opening theme song is Slipknot. Like, yeah. that's crazy to even think that. Like, we're living in a world where like rest, Slipknot is on wrestling, and like that's strange. Um, so yeah. So do you have one? Probably Reptar King of the Ozone by Del Rose Prada. <laughs> 
I have not heard that song oh, in years, dude. What a blast from the past. Yeah, I have not heard that Cause song. Because that song so starts off super hard, and you just got to run to the ring for that, man. Reptar uh, King of the Ozone. Like Ultimate Warrior? Like, run to ultimate, the ring? like, all, like just run out like uh, Seth Rollins when he first started NXT. <laughs> And just come out and just swing whatever you have next to you. Just a hardcore dance. So yeah, Reptar King of the Ozone. Dude, that reminds me of like speaking of badass theme songs. I remember uh, in NXT, um, there's a wrestler named Roderick Strong, and on the Independence, he used to come out to Misery Signals. Really? I think he came out a victim of Target. Wow. Was his theme song that went hard, oh, dude. Victim. Yeah. that's a good that's a good song that's a good band and like it's funny because he's like kim himself is not like the most charismatic <laughs> person but like it got me pumped up like fuck this guy's awesome that's like, a good song man that's a good choice um what about the uh i think i got you know what i was and i didn't really think should, about should we do like should we do like the what would we come out to and then the dumbest song or we should do that all around next next time uh around? both well, like okay, like like the badass theme songs, and okay, and then we'll do the next one. Okay, okay. and I didn't really, I didn't really take too much time thinking, but like the the one that comes off the top of my head, uh, Union Underground, South Texas Death Threat. That's a good one. That's dude. a good one. That's a good one. Uh, um, I mean. It, if we're being honest, I would love to use one of our songs, <laughs> you know, just to be selfish. <laughs> I've come out to a fiend song. I mean, that's that's good self promotion. Uh, uh, you know what? That might be a good one because you're talking about like a, a, a song that builds up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, flaw Payback. How, did they use that song for anything like in the past? If not, they should have. I don't believe so. But like if you listen to that song, like it's got like just a big build up. Yeah. And it's got that like bass line. I was like, man, I would be like super obnoxious, and I would just have like a like a laser light show, and I would just build up, and I would like milk it. I'll milk it until the song comes in, and I'll be coming like yeah. I'd be like the charismatic like baby face coming out and just swinging my arms and like yeah, let's do this. Uh, I think the other one I think would be like if I was like an Undertaker yeah. spooky character. I would come out to progenies of the Great Apocalypse, Demu Borgir. Yeah, yeah. That'd be the <laughs> ultimate dark character uh, theme song. I'm in between two badass ones, but I'm only going to pick one because you only picked one, so I'll pick one. You pick two. Pick I'm going to pick one. <laughs> so if I had to pick a badass song to come out to, it would be Rational Gaze by Meshuggah. And just like play the whole song. Yeah, and I would and then never, come out. I, yeah, I'd come out after the song. Okay, okay, guys, I'm ready. That would be too heavy, dude. Yeah, like I just want to see like the whole crowd just like head banging and just like going crazy, and then <laughs> like I'm, the music video. Yeah, dude. Everybody just slows down in time, headbanging. Like that'd be fucking awesome. But yeah, dude, if I ever got to see my sugar live, I'd probably cry. And, and then like your opponent would be like, oh man, this guy's this guy too came heavy. Out, this guy is such a, he, he picked a better song than I did. He's just going to lay down. He's yeah. just going to lay down. And, and, and I already won before oh, I even go out there. Oh, he's too metal. <laughs> <laughs> That's because like, um, did you guys ever watch like the UK tournament that WWE had? Yes. There's this guy, his name was Mark Andrews. He was my favorite. Oh yeah. He came out. Because he's, he, he's in a pop punk band, and his theme song was like one of his band songs. I forget. And I thought that was called. super cool too. But yeah, that is true. Like, I mean, you don't really run into that where like somebody plays in a band and they're coming out to their own theme song. Like, uh, is that a little like um, 
like narcissistic kind of yeah that's, probably that's a good word. yeah and 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 mind you, I'm asking that question as I'm wearing uh, my own band's T-shirt, <laughs> which I did not plan. I did not plan, and I was kind of embarrassed. Like when you came over, I was like, I was gonna apologize. I was like I swear, I did not mean to wear my own band's T-shirt. I just it was the first thing that he takes off his shirt, and it's a fiend's tattoo <laughs> right. on his stomach. I mean, I, <laughs> I did not mean to get this fiend's tattoo. <laughs> okay, so so we talked about like badass theme. Like what's like, like what would be like maybe not so great theme mm, my worst would probably be tiptoe through the tulips <laughs> by tiny tim then we said worst not best honestly that, i think that one would be super dope <laughs> that'd be scary Dude, that's why it's like i feel like even the dumbest things like that to me sounds cool so right. i mean like i don't know if i have a dumbest theme like uh like dumb to me is Jay Balvin. Like anything that guy fucking does is stupid. <laughs> so if I wow. came out to a Jay Balvin song, I'd be fucking mad the whole time. Like, Man, I can't believe this, they picked this fucking song for me. I couldn't even tell you like what one of his songs. He, I, I, this is how he sounds. Like that's how he sounds in every song. I'm is that Bad Bunny? Are they the same person? Or are they two different people? No, are they two different people? Oh fuck! Well, whoever sounds like that sucks. Uh, so that's good. Okay, so we're gonna shift gears, and and I. Well, I he needs to pick his worst one. Oh, do you have a worst one? Uh, I don't know, dude. Because I think even the worst one is probably it's so, so good, hard right? because like every song can be like a good interest <laughs> if you just know what <laughs> you're exactly. doing. If you like, own it. Yes. Like, yeah. Do you, do you remember it. the Vod villains from the NXT that they're <laughs> yeah. their first theme song, dude? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song was so fucking cool. But they looked and they looked dope. They looked badass. I was, yeah. like, I was like, that is the best song ever. And then they went like they had like their dark song. I was like, well, that's cool too. <laughs> so I mean, like, I don't know that I hate theme songs to be honest. Yeah, I think it's the presentation. But I did want to say, side note, if the Meshuggah thing didn't work, then I would totally pick Twisted Mutant X. <laughs> Tw- you know, <laughs> twisted, twisted. You know, the Z. Twisted, yeah. You know, the ex proteges of ICP who are no longer associated with psychopathic records. <laughs> and then I, but but my version would be I get ICP and Twisted to walk out with me, and I'm pretty much juggaloed up, and they come out to that song, and I basically just wrestle jobbers. But that's cool. That'd be a great gimmick. Honestly, that would work. Yeah, dude. Just just you should like edit in like the first 15 seconds of Mutant Next by Twisted, right? I was born an accident off the ripper. Free spirit, but a mind drifter. Vampire label me the blood sipper. Whoop, whoop. But, yeah, and if that doesn't work, then I'd have Shocker on Shock Street by Dr. Acula. <laughs> wow. And just, and just come out wow. to that. That's another, another blast, blast from, from the, the past. <laughs> and like just flex when they say, come on, tough guys. And just get on the top rope and just hit them with the flex. Dude, oh. I cannot. I totally forgot about Dr. Acula. These are all great ideas. Yeah. I feel like we're man, but Doctor Eichler, like side note, put on one of the greatest live shows I've ever seen. Did you play that show, or you just went to go watch? No, I've played. I've I've played with them like when they were like grindcore, like go eat worms, Doctor Eichler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember then, that song. And then when they were like nation, Doctor Eichler, when they actually had like structure to their songs, <laughs> we saw them at Cino Ray, and they were so good, like super good. Did you see them at the VFW? Yeah, I saw them multiple times at the VFW. Man, we're just like name dropping for every for every like Valley Fest that was there. I saw I saw them one time where their synth player, their sample player, his stuff didn't work, so he was making <laughs> he was making the samples with his mouth. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I'm like I can't like I can't even make it up. Like he was legit. Like 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 with like 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 beatboxing. Were you there at that despised icon show at the VFW? 
This was like oh, it was probably like two thousand seven. Yeah, I was. You were there. Yeah, man. I wish I had gone to that one. I didn't. Everything, man. The VFW was so cool. It was cool. Like if you went to like shows, it wasn't cool if you were in a band and you sucked. And had to play shows. Yeah. But I mean, it was cool if the bands were good. Yeah. But like, when you think about it, like, the VFW had so many shows that, of, so had so many bands playing shows that had no business, no business playing shows in the VFW. Like, this they had Despise Icon, they had Volumes, Molotov Solution. Dude, Molotov yeah. Solution and Despise Icon. When I found out they played the VFW, I was like, what the fuck? And then it's funny, side note, before we get back to wrestling, but I remember watching a uh, Despised Icon video. They were asking them, like, like the f- worst venue you ever played. <laughs> and they were like, I don't know. We played, like, pool halls. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if they're talking about McAllen, <laughs> Texas. Um, uh, but I mean, and then, like, and they were like, yes, we were talking about McAllen, Texas. <laughs> yeah. In case yeah, you were wondering. Like, yes, Nick Sanchez, <laughs> you're, if you're wondering. But I it's mean, like, it's funny because, like. Are they talking about me? It's funny, dude, because like at that point, like they had um, they had come out with the album with um, a fractured hand, I think, at that point already, and so that's when they were touring and they went and played there. Like that, and this was like I knew Despise Icon was like a, a decent or pretty big band, like in our genre, so that was kind of cool, but also kind of weird. But I mean, they packed the room; people no, were yeah, going they fucking did. It nuts. It was crazy. So I mean, they probably were cool about it. But anyway, back to wrestling, I guess. Yeah, so we should probably uh, shift gears. These are great conversations and great ideas. I almost don't want to release this because I feel like somebody's going to steal one of our great ideas. So correct me if I'm wrong, Hector, but I think the last time I saw you was probably like December 2019. Yeah. And this was like uh, at uh, uh, in Corpus Christi. Yes, sir. And it was at the American Bank Center, and it was a, a live taping of Dynamite, mm-hmm. AEW. And... Um, how fun was that, man? Oh, honestly, that was a great time. Like, um, and that was so, like, on a whim. Like, so what happened is, like, it's, I, mean, I don't want to be dark or anything, but, like, around, like, about two months before, my grandpa had passed away. And oh, man, sorry about that, dude. So, like, my grandpa was, like, my entire life was, like, my father figure, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when my grandpa had passed away, I was, like, man, like, I was just, like, I wanted to do something that was just going to get me away from where I was at, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, like, with my group of friends and just people that I know, like, wrestling was always kind of, like, a, like a topic of discussion. You know what I mean? Like, you, hey, man, you see this? Like, you know this guy? And so, like, they, I found out that AEW was taping. And a lot of my friends are really into, like, really into wrestling. And a lot of people that were in AEW because a lot of us, like I said, had, like, watched Lucha Underground or, like, not followed the indie scene but knew enough to, like, man, these guys are, are going to be stars. So, like, it was me, a couple of my friends. And I remember I hit up this guy named Vec. I don't know if you guys know Vec. Oh, yeah. Vec um, and Oliver from uh, Oliver Graves, a tattoo artist. And I was like, look, man, like, I need to do something that's going to get me out of the valley for a little bit. Like, would you guys want to just go catch AEW Dynamite? Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Like, 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 just get the day off. Like, I'll rent a car. We'll just drive up there, come back the same day, and we'll just we'll have a good time. And, like, everyone was, like, super cool about it. So I remember like going to rent a car because like the car that I had was like shit. When do you even make it to Dallas? Del- when do you make it to Carpus? When do you make it to Harlingen? So I was like, I go, I rented a car, and then we drove to AEW, and I was super stoked, dude. I had a, I had like this vest that I would wear like um, when I was like in uh, Gunside that I got at Hot Topic. <laughs> it was like a trip jacket that like didn't that didn't fit me, and the sleeves had like way too many chains so i was like i'm gonna cut these fucking sleeves off like, you know, like, like so i cut it off and on the back i spray painted mocks 
And I was like, I was like so stoked, dude, because like John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, has been my favorite wrestler. Like he's, he's the like, man. He's what got me back into wrestling. So like that's cool. So I I went over there. First of all, Moxley wasn't even on the show. So I was like, oh man. But like I got to see the Lucha Brothers, who I'm like a super huge fan of. Uh-huh. And then I got to see um the hybrid too, because I'm a super huge fan of Angelico. I yeah. think he's so good. He's like an Eddie Gordo. <laughs> if, you, if you watch Tekken Dude, or play Tekken. If, if you ever watch Lucha Underground, he jumped off like no, literally yeah. everything. Exactly. Like I'm telling you, dude, Lucha Underground, greatest wrestling promotion for me that I've seen in the last it, like five years. Underrated. It's Super, a hidden gem. You, dude, even if you look at it now, like I think half of the roster of like AEW and like NXT yeah. were all Lucha Underground. They had Angelico, they had Lucha Brothers. Fucking uh, uh, Cage. Uh, Cage. Pentagon Jr., no? Yeah, Pentagon yeah. Jr. Um, Pent- Pentagon Dark. The, the Pentagon Dark now, yeah. The new um, Cruiserweight Champion, that Escobar guy. Yeah. He was there, too. He was King Cuerno. Yeah. Kind of looked like Jinder Mahal. But, yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I always call him just, like, Jinder Mahal Min- the mascot. Mini yeah. Jinder Mahal. But, yeah, so, like, we went over there, and, dude, I had, like, the best time. Dude, this is funny because I didn't know that story. Uh, so, from my perspective, like... It was great because uh, uh, I was the opposite. Like, I bought tickets. Like, the first day they went on sale, I was so excited. Um, Corpus Christi is notorious for being a terrible wrestling city when it comes to the WWE. Like, it is like a B-level, C-level town. Like, And it's notorious because uh, the Corpus Christi crowd is very, very quiet. So I was not expecting a lot. But also, like, I was very excited for, for AEW. And so I bought my tickets and... And I was so excited. And as I walk in, the first person I see was you. Yeah. And you're wearing like the Mox like vest. And yeah. I was like, and and like Mox is probably like the my favorite wrestler. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. And like, uh, uh, I remember I went with my friend, and like her, her, she didn't know anything about wrestling, but she was so impressed by like the atmosphere and just like the enthusiasm of everybody. And I remember she said, um, I've never seen so many adult men look so happy, like so many bros. Yeah. And I was like, yes, because like every, I saw you, everybody just had a smile grin on their face. And like, I was so uh, invested, like in the, like I'm a very like reserved person. Yeah. yeah. But, like I was like, I was like yelling and chanting like the whole night and everybody was. It was just such a great, like, exciting Nick. If like we ever get the chance to, we need to go because it it is just it, it was just fun, man. Yeah, I, I'm telling y'all right now. If AW comes back to Corpus, and we all go, I will drive us. Okay, sick. okay, yeah, 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 you're coming, man. No, yeah, like, we... like you don't worry about riding a car and nothing. <laughs> you get your ticket, and I'll drive you. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, but dude, that... you know what's funny? Like, you, sorry, I didn't mean to go for it, go for it, but real quick. Like, you mentioned about, like, the bros, like, people being excited. Like, I go to a lot of concerts, and the last time that I, like, saw people just genuinely excited to be in a, like, in a fucking show was when I saw Black Sabbath in San Antonio on their uh, farewell tour with Mm -hmm. my dad. I mean, these were all... Makes sense. Everybody there was, like, just guys my dad's age or even older, and everybody there was just so fucking happy to be there yes. everybody was just like so like happy smiling and you know it was like this is what shows were about back in the day like when we were kids and we would go to concerts and like that got lost for so long and i, I didn't feel like a show like I, I would go to shows and they didn't feel like shows and then i went to go see black sabbath with my dad on the farewell tour and i was like this is what it's all about it's like people like 
not knowing each other, just fucking high-fiving each other. Fuck yeah, man. And you don't get that anymore. Like, it's so many different things. And and COVID fucking sure yes, enough put a... Yeah put a you know a nail in that but i mean it's it's super infectious when you can be in a room with people who share your same uh passions oh and, dude for real man and um yeah that's, that's how it is like for go like ghost fans going to watch ghost that's how it is it's yes fucking crazy it's like a family man so like speaking on that um one of my favorite bands growing up was this band called aiden oh yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and uh dude nightmare anatomy is probably one of my top five top five albums of all times so i got to see them in 2000 I was 16 at the time, so around 2008 like or something, and I got to see Matsino Ray on my birthday. Um, after the show, I went up to them. I said, hey, like, oh, dude, like, it was a really good set. Like, you know, it's my birthday. Dude, so they gave me a ham sandwich That's nice. for my birthday. Like, not even joking. And they said, I mean, you happy birthday. And I was like, dude, these guys are, like, the greatest guys ever. So then uh, 10 years later, they had a farewell show in San Antonio, and they were playing Nightmare Anatomy in its entirety. entirety. So I was like, dude. So when I went to that show... Everyone there already like like guys like our age, you know. What I mean, already like late twenties, dude, crying. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I started crying too. I was like, oh my god, dude. Like I still know every single line to every single song on this album, and we pl- they played in a place that was, it was just a bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It must have had like two three hundred people, but every single person in that bar knew the song, knew every single right? song to every single word they were singing. That's probably how I'm gonna be like when Deftones and Corn hang it up, man. I'm gonna be fucking. And miserable. I I just remember being like. Like, this is the exact same thing you said. Like, dude, this is what, like, music should be. This is what yeah, shows dude. should be. Like, no one in there was trying to be cool, and no, no one in there was showing up. Yeah, it's like none of this bullshit where, like, guys are, like, sizing up everybody. Like, oh, I'm going to go crowd kill this guy. Like, like no, nah, man. Like, everybody's there having a good time. Like, like everybody should be cool. Like, I've gone to plenty of shows in the past where, like, people were just high-fiving, having a good time. Like, for metal bands, they're just so stoked to be there, you know? Matt, I was waiting for, like, your story because you said, like, oh, and then 10 years later... I saw them, and I gave them a hand sandwich. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "That's the perfect story." Yeah, dude, full uh, full circle. <laughs> like, no, but yeah, like honestly, like that was that was crazy. This but, is the great thing uh, to bring it back to AEW. This is a great thing about AEW and like the atmosphere is that like um, I just I'm so invested in every wrestler and just everything that they do, and it's like this honeymoon period where like even when they do questionable like shit. Like, even when there's, like, some kind of fuckery, like, I give it a pass. And and specifically, I'm talking about, like, so uh, this past Wednesday, uh, they did Dynamite, and it, the big featured match was the, the, the Shaquille O'Neal match yeah. with Cody Rhodes and uh, uh, Jade Cargill and, and Red Velvet. Nick, what is, uh, do you prefer Red Velvet or Blue Velvet? Blue Velvet. Uh, oh, 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 Daddy wants to fuck. That's a Blue Velvet reference. Watch the movie, David Lynch. Yeah, so so they do this Shaquille O'Neal match, which uh, is a pretty good match. But it actually was better than I had expected. Yeah. Of course, and I think that that was a general consensus. But the fuckery I'm talking about is at the end, Shaq goes through a table, Cody Rhodes puts him through, and then they stretcher him out, and then they put him into an ambulance, and then they go to Tony Schiavone to get an interview with Shaq from the ambulance, and then they open the doors, and Shaq has disappeared. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He poofed mm-hmm. like Kazam. Yeah. And I was like, this oh, is. I thought that was Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Shazam. No, no. Kazam. Kazam. He's Kazam. He's Kazam, dude. It's the... Uh, Who is this that wakes me from my slumber? Remember that shit, dude? dude honestly, that's... Shaquille O'Neal 
Kazan was a good movie. And also Steel. Steel? <laughs> Did you ever see Steel? Dude, so Steel is uh, probably the most underrated super mo- <laughs> superhero <laughs> movie of all time. An invented superhero movie. <laughs> Dude, I remember watching Steel at my grandma's house <laughs> like when I was a little kid. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that movie's just silly to me. Dude, honestly, I don't know why, but like, I love that movie. I had an action figure <laughs> of Steel. Dude, dude, I did too. Dude, it's funny because like, it's okay. My, my brother doesn't even listen to this, but <laughs> um, he, uh, my brother had like, when we were little kids, had some like Kazam tidy whities <laughs> So like, when he, whenever he would wear them, it looked like he shit in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just Kazam. It was just... Shack. It was just. I, I know it sounds so rude, but it was just like, like, like the like the detail on the tidy whities were so. Your bad. brother shacked his pants. <laughs> My brother was like four, so it was funny. Anyway, moving on. It, <laughs> it was like even when they do stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I, I buy it. I was not about it at first, to be honest. I was like, this is. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking stupid. This, this is, is like WWE. This is Vince WWE. McMahon bullshit. But then but, I forgot about it. I am at, and then I was like, "Where's the payoff? Like, is he gonna like pop up like later in the show?" And he never did. He never did. I was like, oh, I don't know. and they didn't explain it. I was just like, I have no idea what he'll they were back. trying to do. He'll be back next week, I guess, or he'll be back Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Paul White, I'm coming for you. This <laughs> yeah. is Shaquille O'Neal. Of course, this, this is Steel. <laughs> this is Steel. <laughs> if he if he came out like Steel outfit, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> And then comes back later as Kazan <laughs> with the fucking I'm blue box. Cody Rhodes, I oh, beat that ass. That'd be funny. Now I'm coming for you, Paul White. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, that aside, like, I, everything they do um, is just, like, hits the mark for me. Like, I'm just so invested in, in, in everything, all the stories. So, for looking at this match card, right, um... This is a card that, like, at first I wasn't, like, too keen on. And mm-hmm. then, like, in the weeks leading up to it, like, I'm sold. Especially that Go Home show. I'm like, dude, I am amped for this. Like, I am so... Like, these are stories that have been building for months. I mean, you look at the the, the Sting and Darby Allen yeah. and Team Taz. Like, that is a story that has been building for, like, eight, nine months. And that's, like, long-term, long-term storytelling that you don't see nowadays. So, um, if we go... I guess, like, to the, the pre-show, which, I mean, you can just, like, throw in your thoughts if predictions or whatever. Some of these, like, don't really need predictions. But we're looking at Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Reba, and that's on the buy-in pre-show. I like both teams. <laughs> I, I'm it's going for both. <laughs> no, I, I like both. <laughs> I'm cool with whoever. I love Thunder Rosa. Same. And I love... I love the dentist lady. <laughs> she's a dentist. She's a doctor. Dude, she's the bomb. She's fucking awesome. She's so good. Yeah, she's good, man. Uh, is there is there anybody? Just a sidebar. Is, is can we talk about how like we're invested in like everybody? Is there anybody like on the roster that you don't like? Jr. <laughs> this is you and Jr. Why do you hate Jr. so He's much? He's fucking annoying, dude. Like. I'm so glad Kane set him on fire, <laughs> and I'm so glad fucking Vince McMahon fired him Mark like five Han- times, and and Eric Bischoff, and Mark Henry fucking caused anal bleeding to him. Actually, that was the King. 
Oh yeah, well him too. Fuck the king. I hate him too. <laughs> I thought that was Jr. No, no, Mark Henry just like was choking Jr. That's Not right. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're hurting, hurting me. me. You're hurting me. Dude, yeah, fuck Jr. Dude. Yeah, fuck Jr. What about you, actor? You got anybody that you just like? For, for, sometimes there's people that we just don't like, and there's it's irrational. There's there's no reason for it. You just I just don't like that guy. I think my reasons are rational. Like like I can think the only two the only people, and I talked to Nick about this. I love everybody. Like even the people, like the 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 people on like Dark or Dark, whatever. Yeah. Like I love everybody. I do not like Matt Seidel. <laughs> yeah, and his stupid ass brother. brother. What's his brother's name? Like Derek. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. What's his? What's his last name? I don't. We, we, we talked about this like last week, right? You're, you're Glenn. Right Glenn Seidel. Evan. Born. Evan Born. <laughs> So I, I do not like I just I hate their face I hate their this this gimmick the open your third eye it's just so disingenuine like these are all things that I probably probably believe in but when it comes from them like I'm just like fuck you I hate you there's no reason for it but I'm just like you fuck you botched like two or three times like just hard fire him I hate him and a stupid, his stupid brother doesn't even look like him. He's got a stupid. It looks like his face melted. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. This is, maybe we're just being too harsh, but um, yeah, those are the only two. Fuck them. I hate them. Uh, so we're moving on. We're going to the casino tag team royale, and this is basically a match where they're throwing in all their tag team. This is a tag team company. It's the best tag team uh, division of any wrestling promotion in the world. So, I mean, pretty much every tag team is going to be in this. Um, I'm a big Dark Order fan, so I, any combination. Yeah, I would say anybody from the Dark Order that wins, I'm fucking badass. If John Silver wins, I'm cool. I can see that happening. All the way. Like, I know there's some other good teams, but, like, I just, I, I love Dark Order. So any any combination, I hope they win. Um Speaking of Dark Order, we move on to uh, the big money match. And so it's big money Matt Hardy with his stupid ass legs. Can't even bend. (laughs) Against the hangman page. Uh, I mean, Adam Page still hasn't officially joined Dark Order. though. He hasn't. And this, I mean, if we're talking about like just good booking, right? Like, they have done so much to build sympathy for this guy. Dude, for real. Like, and, and I feel like it's under the radar. People don't even realize that it's happening and that they're getting so invested in his character. But, like, uh, he, him being reluctant to join the Dark Order, like, this is a match where he has to lose. He's got to lose everything. He's got to lose his money. He's got to lose his friends. And then you just feel so sorry for this guy. And then you just want to see him win. So yeah. I, I I see him losing this match. But, I mean... What do I know? I don't know. But fucking maybe Matt Hardy. I, th- I think Matt Hardy pulls out the win in this one. I'm cool with that. I like both guys. Um, I Adam Page hasn't officially joined Dark Order, so I don't give a shit if he loses. Exactly. Just saying. If he was Dark Order, I'd be like, he better fucking win. <laughs> but, I mean, he hasn't. Uh, that is true. Drink uh, the fucking Kool-Aid, Adam Page, you fuck. Uh, so we have our... Uh, face of the revolution ladder match and so this one is going to feature six participants so you have cody Rhodes, you have pentagon which we talked about earlier we haven't seen pentagon in 
some time, like maybe a month and a half. So, and I feel like he's so, a guy that we still haven't seen what he can really do, man. He won't win. That's true. He will <laughs> probably not. But, but still, let's, like, let's face it, dude, he's, he's gonna have a crazy spot. Might die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kill me tonight during my mess. Somebody's gonna die of this man. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, uh, formerly Vance Archer <laughs> from old school uh, uh, ECW. Uh, I don't know why that makes me laugh. His name is Vance. Vance. Like like uh, Vance Lance. Like Vance Lance. That's a story for another time. We can't tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, Max Caster. I love Max Caster. Platinum Max Caster, the rapping guy. That's a great gimmick, man. I think he's got a he's got a charisma. He's got a great look, man. Like, I want to see what he could do. And also, there's a mysterious six participant in this match. Mm, I don't know who the six. Any one. predictions? I mean, I feel like everybody's booked, so it's kind of yeah. weird. It's kind of weird. It's. I don't know. So it's, it's either going to be the mystery guy or Lance Archer, in my opinion. It's probably the big show. Dude. Oh, fuck. That's, uh, if it does and he wins, I'm going to be so mad. It's probably... Um, I don't know, man. I was trying to think about it. I was like, everybody's booked for this. I don't see anybody who's not a, on this card. And this is kind of weird because normally in like a, like a ladder match, you want like guys who can do like flips and... Yeah. Like, fly all over the place and yeah, i'm looking you want at like jeff hardy and every single fucking mat ladder <laughs> match you know somebody could die like yeah. it's gonna be pentagon pentagon's gonna do something he's gonna do like a triple backflip off the top dude if he wins bro dang hey you called it no i don't think he's gonna win oh, okay. but i know he's gonna have a crazy spot but yeah. you know what this is a match where like, we're saying he's not gonna win but why couldn't he win this is a match where i feel like anybody could win because i, I don't think that they would like let cody win because he's won like that's true and the winner of this match goes on to face darby allen this wednesday or this upcoming wednesday on dynamite so this is like you you need to have somebody that's willing to go the distance with darby let's face it because darby is like his matches are not that straightforward true you know what i mean uh speaking of darby allen you have the match that has been built up for several several months uh team taz brian cage and ricky starks it's a street fight match Darby Allen and his dad, the man called Sting. How do you feel about Sting coming back after uh, nearly dying against Seth Rollins, like in whatever year that was, 2015? I mean, it's really. I'm like, I have mixed emotions whenever someone older comes back. Just because, you know. I have this really big, like, I guess, pet peeve with people trying to use other people as, like, cash cows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, WWE does it all the time. All the time. But with WWE, like, they'll come back and they'll be champion, like, in two weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what I don't like. Goldberg? That's what I don't like. And and I also don't like that they also do it, like, when they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, with the Royal Rumble. Like, how Edge won. I think that's dope. But the Royal Rumble is literally the only pay-per-view where you don't need a storyline to push someone to be champ. You know what I mean? Yes. Edge is going to be at WrestleMania regardless. He's Edge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, you can take someone who just needs a push and have him win the Royal Rumble, and that's literally all you need. Oh, this guy won the Royal Rumble. He, he has a title shot. Well, that you know was essentially mean? my beef in the previous bonus wrestling episode, was where I was tired of... You know, I shouldn't say that about Edge, because I, I feel like Edge had his moment, and then it just got taken away from him because of health reasons. So... You mean if if Edge goes on and wins and all this other bullshit, 
you know, it's going to be for a short time, I think, because I, I feel like he's going to hang it up. So it's cool. I mean, I, they're just being nice, but honestly, like, Edge is the shit. But also, it's like, even before Edge, all these other guys were getting, like, Goldberg is a great example. Why the fuck is this guy getting a chance? He's had many chances in two organizations. Like, why the fuck now does he need, like, have to be the top dog? So, yeah, you should be pushing your young talent. You should be fucking shoving your new talent down our fucking throats and forcing us to like them. And you're not doing that. And instead, these fucking guys are getting fed up. They're leaving, and they're going to better organizations, and they're becoming top dogs. John Moxley, Cody Rhodes. And, and this is where I feel like uh, this is an area where AEW really excels because they use the veteran talent in very smart ways. They're not pushing the, these old guys in top spots. You have Sting coming. And he's giving the rub to Darby Allen. Yeah. I'm watching this thing. The story is not, oh, Sting's coming out of retirement to have like this big moment. The, the story is like he is propping up to pass the torch to Darby. Darby is the guy. He is the focus in this match. It's not Team Taz. No. Nobody gives a fuck about Brian Cage. And uh, Ricky Stark is, is cool, but like that's not the focus. The focus is like how do we get like Darby more over than he actually is? And I thought they've done a, such a great job he came out on a zip line like yeah something that you would you know think sting would be doing and you have darby and like he's he's the focus so you know they can tell the story of like sting you know does he have one last run or can he still do it like i'm sure that'll come later but like for right now the focus is on the young talent on on darby allen the future of like you know the company he's one of the most over people they have on the roster so uh I don't have a problem with it. Plus, it's a street fight, so you can like hide whatever, um, ha- however limited Sting is in the ring. You just I th- use I weapons. Think, but I think that's what I like a lot too, because I have the same problem that I do with wrestling that I do with music. Like, I hate that. Like, with especially with WWE, like ratings are down. Like, oh, we'll bring John Cena back, or oh, we'll bring someone else. And when you have like music. It's like, oh, you know what? No one's really liking these new bands, so we're gonna have this band have a ten-year reunion tour, or we're gonna have this band that was huge like ten years ago. Like, we're gonna re-release this album. You know what I mean? You have like labels that are still pushing bands from like 2010, 2011. They're not worth. They're not trying to make new stars. I think that's what AEW does. You get someone who has talent. You like put them out there put them like don't shove like i said like shove them down your throat you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yo these guys are good these guys can be big stars you know what i mean and like with music when's the last time a band blew up bring, Years, me, the, man. bring me the horizon is the last band that i can think that's been at the top consistently and even then think about it they've been around for a long time now exactly yeah. so they like they when they were around they were huge and they just stayed huge mm-hmm. but like no label is putting into work with these other smaller bands because they'd rather Send this, send Bring Me the Horizon on tour for like, you know, like a sepaternal reunion tour. It's five years since we put it out. Like, we're going to play this song in its entirety. <laughs> I, I'd probably go to that though. Oh, no, yeah, me too. <laughs> but like, but like, it's it, to me, it's the same issue. It's like, you're not, you're not building your roster. You're just trying to milk what you have. It's, it's, it's a, it's a quick fix. It's a putting a band aid. Yeah. And, and you're not investing in the future. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty silly. That's a that's a good um that's a good parallel. That makes a lot of sense. Um it's something we see time and time again. 
Um, just looking at the last two matches, we have the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF for the AEW Tag Team Titles. I'm going Jericho and MJF. Aren't they just so great together? Yeah, yeah they're great. Everything they do is entertaining. I don't even have a lot to add to this. I just like I just love MJF and I love Chris Jericho. Same. Whatever they do is I I think is money. Uh, <laughs> and then we have our main event: Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match <laughs> for the AEW title. <laughs> Whoever booked this is awesome. Like. <laughs> No, we're not gonna have a normal wrestling match. We're just gonna fucking we're gonna make them explode. It's gonna be great. I don't care who wins. I like both guys. Just blow them up. <laughs> it's like I think I texted you. It's like oh, Mox versus Omega in a loser gets his head chopped off match, or <laughs> yeah. in a sh- shoot him in the head with a gun match. Yeah, they're just like. Up the like, uh, I, I know they've done like exploding barbed wire death matches like in Japan, like in the past and stuff. And I didn't even bother to go and like do I remember like watching like clips of that and like maybe like Mick Foley, like Terry Funk, uh, yeah. video packages. And that's that's my only like, uh, um, experience with that. And I thought about like going and watching like the matches or whatever, but. I'd rather just be surprised. I'd rather just like go into it blind and like just be like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but this is this is wild. This is interesting. Um, and this is a few that's been going on for like a little over a year. So I'm all for it, man. Like like you said, like Mox is the man. Yeah, I love John Moxley. He's he's a shit dude. Like you can't you can't knock it. But also it's like I. Kenny Omega's fucking cool, dude. Oh yeah, Kenny Omega. <laughs> he's a cleaner, bro. Yeah. That's true. You you told me like he's got a great entrance. Like he he's my hero. They <laughs> <laughs> come out with brooms. Yeah, like if I had two like really good looking girls come on stage and like dance for me and like with their brooms, man, like I'd feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> you know, that's just me. What more could you ask for? So you have two badass guys in in a fucking exploding barbed wire death match uh it was very strange when they announced it but like i'm all for it oh yeah i'm like i know it's gonna be crazy fuck yeah kill them kill them both (laughs) that's because i would like go back and watch like john moxley's like old like czw stuff those death matches that guy was crazy he still is (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) uh also i should probably mention that they announced that they have signed uh, a mysterious uh, person to a uh, multi-year deal. And this person is said to have had like a Hall of Fame worthy career. And Paul White is going to be the person to uh, uh, make the announcement. And so that begs the question, like who could, and there, I feel like there's not a lot of possibilities too, because everybody is like signed to a major like contract yeah. deal. Spike WWE. Dudley. Oh, fuck. That is true. I mean, Hall of Fame worthy career. <laughs> Imagine you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Imagine how people would be like, uh, like not upset, but like, like underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, like who? Spike Dudley. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Super stoked for this. I mean, like, dude, like who? Who could it even be? Like, the rumors that maybe it's Brock Lesnar, but, like, 
don't nah. know. Could Imagine you... it's punk. I'll... That's what I'm leaning towards, but like. I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of like independent, like, um, like people not signed to tied up in a major contract. So I, I can't think of like anybody like a big time name. He's the first one that comes up to my mind. And honestly, if they're throwing out around like uh, that kind of money, like millions and millions of dollars, I mean, he's he said that like he'll come back for for that right amount of money, and they'll let him do whatever he wants. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that would probably be the best gig in town. Like, you yeah, come back, be, do whatever you want, cut be, some promos. He'll be set for life, man. Maybe, like, work, like, one or two matches. That's all he has to do. Pong and Moxley, finally. Yeah. Uh, the way it should have been. I mean, like, he faced Dean Ambrose, but, like, they were in, like, throwaway TV matches. Mm -hmm. They never got the few that they, they could have had. Um I mean, I don't even want to, like, speculate. I don't even want to, like, go it's down. Be, it's going to be something stupid. I don't want to get disappointed. You it's know? Not, it has to be someone big. Because I feel like they're already going for, like, bigger people already. And they prove it. They they got the big show. Who who, yeah. who would have saw that coming? Nobody. Like, so they've proven that, like, money talks and, like, you know, there's a bunch of people who are willing to come over. But uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. I mean, the Brock thing... That's interesting, but I just don't see it happening. I feel like he's too loyal. I feel like the Brock thing would be bad because everyone already hates Brock in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> and Brock already does whatever he wants in WWE. I, I liked Brock when he came back. Now I'm like, no, go away. He's got a good gig there too. I mean, like whenever whenever they need him, they just throw some money at him and he comes back and, yeah. he, and, and he, he leaves. And, and, if he, and if he says no, they'll throw more money at him to keep him... And if he, if he even, like, threatens to go to another organization, I'm sure they'll pay him. Like, no, you stay with us. Yeah. He wrestles, like, two matches and gets, like, $13 million a year. Dude, fuck yeah, man. Just to, like, beat the fuck out of the other person. To be in a five-minute match. <laughs> Literally, like. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Brock, go back to UFC and let fucking Francis Ngannou, like, knock you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, like for real, it's like, I, I get so annoyed with it. I, I loved Brock when he came back for like the first few years. Yeah. But then after a while, it just got to be like, okay, man, this isn't too much for me. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I've had enough of you. <laughs> you know, I hate to sound like an asshole. Cause like, I, I thought Brock coming back when he came back was, was what was best yeah, for, for business. business. Yeah. But then after a while, I was like, this is like run its course. It's time to move on. Uh, what if it's Triple H? It's probably going to be the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. It's gold. Seven. Seven. <laughs> fuck. There's so many possibilities. So in closing, uh, is there anything you want to say about uh, either AEW or this card? I'm excited about it. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's gonna be fun. Um, I'm I'm on board with it, man. We'll have a good time. Sam, I think it's gonna be sick. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because our, our last preview episode where we previewed uh, the Royal Rumble was so negative, and it, we didn't mean for it to be. Like we went in with good intentions, but like we just shit on it so much. And then this one, it's literally just us agreeing on everything. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, this is gonna be good. I like this. I mean, I, yeah, but I get you. I've been so disappointed with like the last three Royal Rumbles. 
like gets me so much. Like I, I said, I, I just couldn't watch it anymore, man. It's just been they they've let me down for too many years. Like I'm just I'm 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 done with it. You you moved on and 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 I'm happy at AEW. I'm not going back. It's it's a fun show and uh, it'll be a fun show this Sunday. So this is fun. I'm glad that we got to do this. I feel like we could do this like for for hours. We'll definitely have to do this on the next the next pay per view. So yeah, the pay per view is this Sunday. It's Revolution. We're gonna be watching. We're gonna have a good time. So for Hector, Nick, and myself, this has been the Fiends Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.